for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quart, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a slight return guest, basically same band, different name. We have The Immigrants. How's it going today, guys? Hey, Tom. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, so you guys are in Sydney. How are things going in Sydney? I think they're, I think they're going pretty well. I think we're going a little bit better than, um, than Victoria at the moment, but yeah. Things have um things have started to I think get kind of back to normal, but yeah, Victoria's had a bit of a bad spell at the moment with the uh, with the outbreak and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're on the mend as well, and hopefully we can get back to normal. Uh, we thought it all be over by now, but um, yeah, it's unfortunately yeah. hung around a little bit longer. So yeah, because yeah. uh, you guys were a part of some of our early attempts to make the pandemic palatable in uh, one of some of our live streams and stuff like that uh, but you were under the your original band name cody at that point right mm-hmm. it was like yeah Nick. yeah that's right yeah um so uh first off i want to thank you all for doing that that was something we were trying and then you know so many technical issues it was just like eh, <laughs> it was a good opportunity it was a learning it was a learning experience for us as well because we've never done any sort of live streaming Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's and, and other opportunities are coming up. Obviously, live streaming has really kicked off now, and it's um, it's taken it to another level. Like a lot of people are, are really putting a lot of effort into actually managing these live streams. So it's uh, yeah, it's given us a little bit of opportunity there with other platforms and stuff as well. So like yeah, no, it's really good. It was a great opportunity, man. Yeah, absolutely. But I saw you guys are starting to do some live shows. Was I seeing that correctly on your Facebook? I saw a video or something. It looked like you were doing a live show of some sort um well here's the thing right there's not many venues accepting um bands at the moment so we decided to hit the streets and uh we 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 busk around sydney as a rock band um and we're in train stations we're in pitt street we're in you know near malls we i mean we'll play anywhere you know we just want to (laughs) play okay now that you said train station that makes a lot of sense because i was sitting there i was like Oh, that's kind of a cool venue set up, and then now <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we perfect sense. Okay, we were strategically yeah. we we were strategically placed under the sign where everybody has to look to see where their next train is, mm-hmm. so uh, we could get the kind of maximize on our advertising there. Yeah, absolutely, it's good. No, yeah, it's, even though, even though we got shut down, that's a funny story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got shut down by the police, but. But here's the thing, the police actually hung around and watched the show and they said they enjoyed it, but they, at the end they said, could we just move 10 feet off, this, off the Sydney trains um, property? Yeah. Um, but they said we could just reset up just 10 feet next to ourselves. Like, and uh, we decided, obviously at that time, we were just finished the gig anyway. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah no, they, they waited. Yeah. It's so nice. They, wait, so, they waited us to finish the set list. Yeah. And nice. um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. We were like, what? Yeah, like, I thought it was so good. Like, they, they could have interrupted us. They could have just shot us. Yeah. But they didn't. They They're like, we're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, so it was cool. <laughs> and at least now you know for next time. So it's like, okay, we just moved 10 feet from where we were. Yeah. yeah. And we've got security. We've got security now. Absolutely. You know, it, had they done it in the middle of the set and been like, hey, you got to move 10 feet, it was going to be like a whole half hour setup because trying to move the drums over. I knew, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, know, yeah the, some yeah, yeah. bands are going to try and move it over in one felt piece, and it's like, nope, that's yeah. how things fall over, and if, then you start breaking things. And, yeah. yeah, it's not – if if we were an acoustic act or something and it was just a guitar and a small amp and you just move across, no, 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 we had everything with us. <laughs> yeah, which is – awesome like busking as a full band with your full setup that's you know not a lot of people have the balls mm. to do that you know it's just because mm. it's like it takes forever to get set up and it's, it gives you a lot more yeah. 
time to get shut down, and obviously you guys didn't. So that's is it? Yeah, we. Good. I was just going to say we had to put a lot of thought into how we, you know, transfer from a venue setup to a busking setup, but still remain sounding the same as a full rock band. Um, and that was a bit tricky. Um, but I think we we kind of nailed it. Eh? Like, I think we're doing okay. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, is that something that the city of Sydney is usually pretty okay with? Is busking as long as you're not on like private property or something? Or um, yeah, there is permits and licenses and insurances and stuff like that. Um, kind of involved, so you kind of have to go through a lot of efforts to to get it done. But but given the circumstances, um, we don't really have a choice at the moment if we want to regularly play. Um, so I'm thinking we'll do this until the venues kind of reopen again and then we'll get back to you know playing venues and hopefully bigger venues then you know yeah do you guys have like um any light at the end of the tunnel i guess is the best way to describe it are they giving you kind of any tentative dates as to when things could start opening up or is it like here where it's like oh well we'll see same thing yeah mm -hmm. it will see it will see kind of vibe because <laughs> i know here where i'm at in texas they just approved it's okay for people to go out busking, but you have to do it on public property and all the good places to busk in town are all private property. So it's like, yeah, I think they still have the restrictions here. Like for instance, like when we're busking, we're responsible for the people who gather. So we got to make it, make sure that they're, they're, you know, they're 1.5 meters apart that not too many people uh, basically come around that once and, and, and that. So you kind of have that responsibility. But I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like they're opening small venues again to, you know, seated people up to a certain X amount of people and, and stuff like that. So there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I think if things keep on going the way they're going, you know, by Christmas, I think venues will be back open to 50 or 100 people. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like we're a small band at the moment, like, you know, from so we wouldn't be playing to, massive crowds anyway you know so we'd be lucky to get 50 or 100 people in some of the smaller venues so we're, we'd be happy with that yeah absolutely um so let, let's kind of rehash your history because it's been four months five, no it's probably even mm -hmm. been longer than that because it's almost been five months since the quarantine so it's been about five months since we've had you on the podcast yeah. at least um what's kind of the history of the band Am I going to keep on talking? I'll <laughs> you guys can kick in on the next question, right? Um, so, yeah, so the history of the band is um, about two years ago, um, I put an ad out um, and met Lucas, uh, the drummer, um, and then uh, we, we put an ad out then looking for a guitarist, uh, and we met Nazo, and we, we got on board a bass player. We went through a couple of bass players, um, and now Zen, who's not here today, but he's the bass player. Um, he's just he's just working at the moment. He's not available today. Um, but yeah, about two years ago, um, we did our first gig together as as a rock band. And um, ever since then, like yeah, we've been writing music. We've been performing. Uh, we did have a name change, obviously. Now with the um, we're, we're, we're the immigrants. Um, it was a big part of you know I suppose our um, uh, of of where we were going, where our sound and that. Um, the name change was a part of that as well. We felt that we were evolving over time. But yeah, two years together, writing um, rock rock tunes, uh, going for that stadium rock sound. Um, yeah, and things are things are good besides not being able to gig in venues and that. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, The Immigrants is like the absolute perfect name. It's a little on the nose, if, if you will, but it's perfect because... Everybody in the band is technically an immigrant to Australia, correct? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm not gonna be able to get everybody. I know, uh, Darren, you're from like Ireland. Somebody's mm -hmm. from the Sudan. I think I was reading Syria. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And Lucas is Brazilian, okay. and then Zen is from Nepal. You know. Okay. So it's like. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like for, for us, we felt that, you know, we were, we, we were thinking about a name change because our music has, it, it had evolved so much over time. Mm -hmm. um, and we were starting to write in a different way and we were starting to find our own sound. Um, and, you know, between, you know, working together as a band and re rehearsing, we just suddenly were falling into where, what we sound like now. 
and I think that we just the the notion of a name change name change came up and we kind of we were a little bit apprehensive of the idea because we were thinking oh we put so much work into getting the name Cody out there and what have you but then we thought to ourselves well I mean look this is forever this is where we want to be like you know so we started drafting different names and what have you and then one day when the immigrants was mentioned like it it it, it just became something we we all kind of just went actually do you know what this makes sense this is what we're all about we're all immigrants um the type of music that you know we write suits we believe suits that kind of name as well and what we stand for and um yeah it's a bit kind of a you know when you say the immigrants are kind of like people go what well, like you know but to be honest we want that you know we're 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 proud of it you know right? like we're proud of our music we're proud of where we're from um and without everybody being from different areas like if we if we hadn't have emigrated to this country and not met each other here in sydney i mean at the end of the day we're an australian band we were born in sydney we did our first gigs in sydney we might be from different places but we're an australian band and we do feel that the name does represent who we are now okay yeah i agree absolutely so during the pandemic you guys started did you start recording the uh the your new ep during the pandemic right or was this like something you started doing before the pandemic because i know like back when we first started talking you were working on some stuff but yeah i'll i'll answer that uh, darren so uh, yeah, b- b- before pandemic, we were recording uh, singles, mm-hmm. which was uh, "Lonely Bones" and "Run." Mm-hmm. Um, then during the pandemic, we wanted to use the opportunity because we all like we couldn't do anything for months, mm-hmm. and we want to use that opportunity to record the EP. And uh, we ended up recording three new songs, and the "Lonely Bones," which we recorded before the pandemic, we added on that. Uh, EP so that so now the uh, the self-titled EP the immigrants has four songs um yeah uh so it, it took us pretty much from the beginning of the pandemic or like a little bit maybe for after the pandemic pandemic till um a month ago or one and a half month ago we were working on these four songs uh with the recording uh producing um mixing mastering all all that like it, it was perfect timing for us Absolutely, absolutely. I think just to, just to kind of back up what Nasa was saying there, is that like, it, yeah, the, the pandemic, even though it was a bad thing, gave opportunity to doing, you know, what we, I suppose, wanted to do um, from the start. Eh? It was something that we, we, we really wanted to actually get in and get in record. And it gave that opportunity to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah because before that, we never had time to record. We were always gigging or like writing new songs or, um, you know, practicing. We always had different stuff to focus on. So it was it was good timing yeah. for us, for the band. Yeah, Absolutely. And you guys recorded it yourself, right? You guys have your own studio set up, if I remember correctly? Yeah, I um, we record most of the stuff at my home studio, Happiness Studio. Um, also, we recorded the drums uh, in uh, my, uni- my university that I graduated from, um, Australian Institute of Music, because of their studios and facilities and with microphones. It was uh, congratulations for us. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, I graduated, graduated two, three, three weeks ago. I graduated. Oh, nice! Uh, Bachelor of Music, audio, audio engineering. Yeah. So yeah, we record most of the things here at my uh, studio then the drums at the Australian Institute of Music and uh, some parts of Darren's guitar and thing Darren recorded in his home studio and sent it over. So we kind of tried to, you know, use everything, home studio, semi-professional studio, mm-hmm. professional studio. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the result. I could, we could have, we could have, we could have recorded everything at the professional studio at Australian Institute of mm-hmm. Music. But um, yeah, I had to take some, like decision before uh, like I, I wanted to do, do some um, like I want to focus more on the performance and um, the qual the, the actual recording takes rather than the quality of the day and um, yeah we I think we achieved both ways the quality and performance yeah absolutely yeah. you know ha- having been able to listen to the full EP 
it sounds amazing. Like I couldn't tell that it was recorded in several different places. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Hats off. To it you. was that's all about the producer, one. the producer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So actually, actually, before we uh, start moving forward, uh, Darren, behind you is your, the artwork for the upcoming EP. Yeah, I, I thought given the opportunity, um, so I didn't have to clean, clean the apartment here, um, I thought I'd pull up that background. So the, that's the EP artwork. Um, we just got it last night. We just approved it. Um, and yeah, like uh, I suppose what delayed the EP, because originally, Tom, when I sent it over to you, I wanted to, um, like, we, we wanted it to actually be released around early September. It's yeah. going to come out on the 25th of September. And the reason why we held off was because the, the music was finished, but the, the artwork was important to us. And um, yeah, did that, that's it behind us here. And um, yeah, we're quite happy with it. It's, it's a statement. It's something that, you know, we want to put out here to match what we're doing um, with the sound. Um, and yeah, there's a, you know, there's, a, there's a back cover and a front cover. That's the front cover of the EP. Um, and then some, there's the inner, the inner sleeve as well. And, and that's all been designed. So that'll be all out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the, the pre-sale, just so anybody listening knows, is the pre-sale for iTunes is out next week. Um, so you can, you, can, you can buy it on iTunes at the EP. Um, and then uh, on the 25th, then it'll automatically download. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so as far as like the song selection process, you already, before you uh, started recording the project, you already had like Lonely Bones recorded and ready to go what was it about the other three songs that like you did you specifically write them for this ep or did you already kind of have them written i think, I, I, I don't think they they weren't specifically wrote for the ep but i think nazo when me and nazo discussed the song choices and what have you for the ep i think nazo would you agree we believe that it was the best representation of our sound and where we were going as a band. Um, yeah. And now yeah. because of the songs that we've chosen on the EP um, and hopefully when everybody hears it, um, this is the immigrants. This is who we are and this is what we're about. And I think this is an example of what you're going to hear when, when we do an album. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, yes, very true. What I did like about the selection of the songs is even though they all have the very similar immigrant sound, is it still a wide variety, a wide range of what you guys can perform? Like you got Lonely Bones, which kind of run, it's not a full ballady type song, but it's got those like a ballad feel to it. And then you got like Demons, that's like a more heavier rock, rocking type song. And then you got like war and the same that are kind of in between, like, yeah, they're kind of in between the two. And so, yeah, it's yeah. like similar sound, but like a wide range of what you guys can do. Yeah. You know? Tom, that's, that's exactly the first uh, focus was when we, when we were discussing what song do you want? That was the first point that we all wanted to uh, achieve. We want to have uh, four different songs, they all sound us they all sound like whoever uh, if someone hears the song i want them to say okay that sounds like the immigrants you know like when, and at the same time each one uh, we want it to be uh, very different from the others to kind of show what are we and what kind of songs we write so it's not like we only write uh, demons style song which is heavy classic rock or it's not like we're like Right, Lonely Bone song, which which acoustic guitar and kind of ballad. It just uh, it just as Darren said, it's literally who we are. This EP with the four songs. If someone winning this, uh, if we if we want to show the our sound, our songs, our genre, our style, this EP represent. I I, I think and I hope that this EP will represent us. Yeah, absolutely. So. I'm going to ask this question knowing you guys haven't had a chance to really play a lot of these songs live that often, but what's your favorite song to uh, perform live? Is it? Demons, I think, for me. Demons. Demons, yeah. It just pumps me. Demons, like, I think everyone. Like, yeah. Demons yeah. makes, makes yeah. pumps up. And we love everything, all of them, but, like, maybe yeah. to play live, 
I think Demons is uh, is my favorite personally. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Yeah, like look me, it's it is Demons. It's just it. I don't know what it is about Demons. It just seems to just yeah, it has that pump. It just gets everybody up and going, and everybody's head nod nodding and. It's just, it just feels good, and it just, it feels like a big release of the immigrants, you know? Like, you just, bam, here we are, you know? <laughs> and, and even a couple of gigs that we did try it, we had, at the end of it, it seemed catchy enough that people were singing the last chorus, the, la- the last outro, yeah. um, even though I don't even know if they knew what they were singing, but they were just blasting it out, and that for us was yeah we love it yeah my my two-year-old nephew as well he knows the full song completely he sings the riff he sings what darren (laughs) sings um i don't know he used different language i don't even understand but (laughs) you could tell straight away he's singing like he's unbelievable like uh, hopefully one day we'll take a video of him and share it on social media but yeah it's like really funny he hates every other song he loves demons yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah it's quite cool so when you were working on Demons, were, were you guys listening to Motley Crue by chance? Because it seems like it has a lot of influences from Shouted. Uh, we did watch it. Was that movie out at the time? The, the, the one the that came out, yeah. the movie? Yeah. 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 That's, I actually watched The Dirt as well, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, I, was it? I have one of my reference songs of them and Demons was Dr. Feelgood from Motley Crue. Okay. It's funny oh, enough, yeah. Like uh, the doctor figure. So I when when we when I mix songs, I try to get um, at least three to four songs reference, uh, just to uh, like one of uh, whichever is my favorite. Is that uh, not to make it sound the same. It just to get the idea how they achieve that big snares, big guitar sounds, big choruses, mm-hmm. soaring guitars. And yeah, Doctor Feelgood actually was my uh, main reference song okay. of Demons. It's okay. uh, it's funny enough, yeah. I picked up on yeah. it almost right away. Yeah, that, right. that's great. Like, I'm very impressed. It's like, no one else uh, picked that up. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, it sounds like Guns N' Roses, sound like Led Zeppelin, sound like... I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they all sound like that. Motley Crue, you bang on. Exactly, this, that yeah. song was my mirror. I, I got it. Because I'm just sitting there like, wait, are they about to say, shout at the devil? Like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. so confused. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I will yeah, say, so- I also really enjoyed the guitar solo. I think it was in War. I, is there's at like two and a half minutes or something? There's like a really cool guitar solo, or was it? Uh, oh, the, the same, might the be same. the same. It's, it's yeah. two and a half minutes. It's, yeah, I think it's the yeah. same. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that was. Um, thanks. do you want to oh, do, so- do, do you want to talk about that, Nazo? Because, like, I mean, that was a very important part of that song. Um, yeah. And Nazo was, yeah, unsure. Like, we were talking about it a lot, even, and, you know, tried on different things. But, yeah, yeah, go on, Nazo, maybe. Yeah, like, so when we were playing live the same before we started recording, I always had a, a solo that I was playing, and everyone happy with it. And But when I went to record, I just, like, I, I didn't, I always wanted to change it. It just, like, it, it wasn't perfect for me, like, ever. So, that pretty much that took took me uh, more time to record uh, than uh, the than the drum the whole drums of the EP and the vocals of the EP. It just it was like because not that it took me too long to record. It just uh, I couldn't be happy with it every time I record something and every time I record like it reminds me of something else. It's like oh I can't do it. Like you know it's just what if what if it's very similar? What if if they think I'm thinking. So yeah, it was really a hard process, but yeah, eventually, eventually, when I sent it to the boys, and uh, they liked it, it's their favorite too. Mm. And I don't know, I can't uh, criticize, I can't too much criticize my work, but I, I, from the feedbacks I got from my uh, from my teachers and the boys, yeah, it, it looks like they uh, they they really like that, and I'm really happy. If they didn't like that, I would have. I would have really hate myself. It took a long time. <laughs> <laughs> was the uh, yeah. was the same also the song that had like the the random like or not random the break in the middle of the chorus or like that? Yes, okay. yes, okay. that's okay. the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just yeah. sitting here. I'm like trying to organize all the different songs and yeah. Okay, cool. We're that's good. the one. It's that's a fu- it's one. a fun yeah. it's a funny story because like when we were playing the same um just before the solo comes in, I don't know if you noticed, but the all the drums just suddenly stop and then it basically has this big power chord and then you hear this big riff come in and then the solo just blasts through <laughs> should i say this that was actually um 
it was like nearly an accident because we were playing the same and um, suddenly uh, you dropped the stick or just at the solo part or you'd stop drumming. Really? At the, at the same, yeah, and, I went, and then we said, it just sounded so good as a total stop just before the drums and then the drums came back in that we, we kept that part in. Do you remember that, Nazo? Yeah, 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 I remember. It was like light bulb. <laughs> it was yeah, it was like, bam, that's it, that's it. That's what we're going to do. And it was yeah. just brilliant. It was, it was a good perfect. mistake. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, then. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even remember. I was like, I that's it, know. that's it. I was like, that's it. It was that's probably it. such an, like, such a, uh, like, a small moment to him, and it's just like, it was a big pivotal moment for the song. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It did, yeah, definitely. So, um... So the album you said is going to release in a few weeks. It was originally supposed to release at the beginning uh, beginning of the month, but it got pushed back to the middle end of the month. Um, what's kind of the release strategy during the pandemic? Are you going to try and do some sort of show for it, or? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good question. So so it's the EP. So the EP is the like we're hoping to do an album maybe maybe next year um if 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 everything goes well with yeah. this ep release and that and yeah. um, we'd hope to, to to extend it out to to being an album um but yeah the release strategy is um actually believe it or not i was just speaking to our manager there this morning about that and um billy actually did one thing to mention here on this is that like so we we've um we picked up a manager um who's who lives in brisbane um, Billy and um, Billy's been brilliant. Like she's um, she's she uh, she's involved in music, involved in um, in radio, being a DJ as well. And um, she's been fantastic for us in terms of um, giving us guidance and I, I suppose understanding the kind of the music industry side of things. Whereas we're just artists, we're just dumb artists trying to make music and perform and um and billy's been really good so i do want to say thanks to billy for everything that she's yeah, done um, definitely she yeah she was calling me this morning talking about the release plan talking about the pre-sales the um rolling everything out over the next few weeks and then and then the the, the weeks after it's been released and stuff like that so so yeah you are going to see a, a pre-release uh, happen next week on itunes then after that, you'll see a run-up to the release. You'll see some stuff on social media that we'll be doing. Um, currently, we're doing some radio interviews. We did two in the last week as well. Um, she's setting up a lot more radio interviews. Um, and um, we're hoping to do like a launch. The, the problem is with a launch, obviously, we can't. We, we spoke about it today. We can't just launch and then invite a lot of people because we're very restricted on numbers as mm. well. Um but, so we're going to focus on maybe just trying to uh, get out and busk and, and sell the, you know, the EP mm. there, and, there and then as well and try and promote and play the songs off the EP as well at the busking sessions every week as well to try and get a lot more promotion. And maybe in October or something we'll do, um, October, November, we'll do kind of our, a, a gig or something like that to, uh, to do a bit of a launch. Yeah, absolutely. that sounds Amazing. And so you guys are actually going to have like physical hard copies of the EP? Yes. Yeah, we've, we've got them. We've got them right now. We don't have the artwork on the new one. We've yeah. got new ones coming, but uh, the new ones with the artwork and what have you will be uh, will be out in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we're looking to produce a limited number of vinyl Nice. Um, vinyl ones as well so yeah. uh they'll be very limited because <laughs> they're expensive to do but yeah uh, they'll be limited so we'll be posting that on social media whoever wants the, the limited edition vinyl um so uh, and that'll be a few weeks after so maybe uh maybe just mid-october yeah gotcha. nice and that that's the one thing i'm really excited about is vinyls making a huge comeback like yes yeah. I, I love it i love it so much so much so that yeah. i'm to one of the a little like Victrola suitcase deal, and yeah, yeah. It it, it cool. sounds terrible, but once I actually get my sound system set up, I there's like a couple of audio outs that I could run into my sound system and make it sound better. So I'm really yeah, excited. that's awesome. That's good. I think we're just like excited. oh sorry, Nathan. sorry, Nathan. yeah, it was like with the vinyls. I don't. I never find the vinyl sound better in my system, but it just like the idea of having the vinyl physically playing. It just 
makes me more ex- excited to listen the song. I don't know why. That's yeah. maybe and from my system. It just like it's a different feel, different uh, feeling when we're mm. listening to songs from vinyl. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's, it it makes you it makes you slow down and stop a little and appreciate the music in a bit more of a different way because um, yeah. it's not so easy to flick the tracks. Um, yeah, and listen, yeah, listen every the whole album, listen to the whole album, not singles. You know, like it's yeah. with the with the actual sorting and thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. important. Like, me, like we spoke about that um, when Nazo was producing the tracks, and we were talking about the track order on the EP and that. You know. Um, and, and we kind of discussed the, the vinyl situation or the old album situation where you'd put on a CD or put on a, you know, a vinyl and then you'd, you'd listen to it and you'd listen to it from start to finish. We kind of wanted to do that with the EP as well. We didn't want to just, it just to be random number of tracks and what have you. Uh, every track position was chose very wisely. And vinyl and albums came into mind when we were thinking about that, you know, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely have to because, like you guys mentioned, you have to essentially start from beginning to end. So you want it to be like a complete story and it to be a complete ride, yeah. you know, because if you want to try and skip songs, you better be good at finding mm-hmm. or dropping the needle right where it needs to be. Or you're, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, are cassette tapes starting to make a comeback in Sydney as well, like they are here in the U.S.? Oh, no, I haven't really. heard. No, no, I, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. No. Okay. I don't I think, think so, but um, you never know. That's weird. Yeah, I just cause... chucked a box of cassette tapes last week. Oh. <laughs> you could have made a lot of money. No, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> sold them on eBay, Nazo. Yeah, you could have made a <sighs> like, in the U.S. Okay, so... A lot of the DIY like punk bands, that's what that instead of pressing vinyl, they're uh, printing, they're getting one decent master cassette tape and then they're just uh, copying them over copying. into their like blank cassettes. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, like just something nostalgic. Like nobody has a cassette tape player anymore. I mean, I do, but I'm a crazy person. So, um, <laughs> but nobody really has it. So it's more of just like a visual thing. But I, so I went on like Amazon or some websites to figure out where I could get cassette tapes. And for a pack of six, I think it's like 50 bucks US. So wow, well, empty ones. Yeah. Empty ones, right? Uh, yeah, blank. Blank cassettes. <laughs> Jesus. For, That's insane. I and, suppose they become rare, eh? So yeah, and what yeah. I what I came what I come to find out is nobody's really producing cassettes anymore. So a lot of this stuff is the leftover stock from the late nineties, mm. early two thousands, whenever they stopped producing cassette tapes. So yeah, yeah, wow. So yeah. it's really not that cheap to press. I'm it's like I'm almost sure it's cheaper to press vinyl at this point. Oh yeah, it is. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Had you guys uh, looked at pressing vinyl before this EP or was it something specifically for this project? I think it was just specifically for this project at the time. We were, uh, I suppose with the other singles like Run and that when we were, um, when we got it up on Spotify, it was just the, our main aim was to just get, get, a, get the songs on a platform that people could listen to them easily enough, you know, and find us. Um, whereas now because we have the EP coming out we feel that you know it's something that we can hold we can you know um, it's tangible you're not going to like it's something that we want to um, yeah it's that kind of next step you're not going to into actually producing something like that so it's important to get like the CD and the vinyl even though a lot of people um, to be honest a lot of people are buying the CDs at the busking but I don't know whether they actually have even CD players to play them or are they just supporting us. <laughs> yeah. But they seem, they seem to be just there uh, to be buying CDs anyway. Um, we didn't, we weren't sure when we were printing CDs that whether they would, they would actually sell or not, or whether people would just go online and just buy it and download it. But they seem to be still interested in it. So we reckon if CDs can sell, then mm-hmm. we think vinyl will as well. Yeah. Oh, vinyl will for sure, especially if it's a limited a limited edition yeah. type deal. Oh, you'll you'll be out of those before maybe after the first day. Like I, I don't know how many yeah. limited edition you have, so it's 
you move them a lot quicker than you think you will just because yeah like uh there there's a band that's based out of la called the uh long beach dub all-stars and that's what they did was they pressed two different versions of vinyl so they had like the yellow version which was out of 200 so there was only 200 copies of the yellow version and then they had a red version then there was only 150 copies of those so obviously the red version was a little bit more expensive and it was more rare yeah yeah and so they only had 350 copies of the vinyl and so i ended up picking up one of the yellows because that's all they had left and i picked it up like six hours after it dropped on the website or whatever yeah so and it's uh it'll it'll move like the limited That's, edition pressing is is ho- hopefully anyway and we might hold on to one or two just just in case it becomes very <laughs> rare <laughs> yeah i gotcha the first oh, ever run you know yeah so how how's um how's life been treating you during the pandemic like it, i i mean it that's such a weird thing to talk about this day but it's it's been almost six months, I guess, at this point. Where? Yes, Lucas, you you haven't spoken too much. Come on, you you have to answer this one. <laughs> it's just it's different than in there for sure. Like I I feel like in there is way worse than in here. Uh, but it's I mean, you can still go out, you know, like you can still do stuff. Obviously, there was that period that you had to be inside and everything, but it's slowly coming back to normal in here still not fully normal like still you see a lot of people with masks and everything and um but it's not as as strict as it used to be gotcha <laughs> yeah <laughs> always have it with me just in case yep. um, yeah it is it, it is just a bit it, look to be honest i think we we we're doing okay over here Tom, we think as well, like we, yeah. we, we, there's a lot of places that are a lot worse and what have you. And I think we, we need to appreciate that, it, you know, that we've got it a little bit easier than some places like back home and back home in Ireland, where my sister is, they, they've had it a little bit worse and what have you. So every time she rings me and she says, you know, and tells me what's going on, I feel appreciative of where we are at the moment. It's not that bad. Mm. It doesn't take much effort to, you know, wear a mask or, you know, do go that little bit extra further just to make sure that, you know, you are restricting it. You know, they have all these things where you scan in everywhere. So if if I go out for a coffee, you scan and, you know, so I went for a coffee today and they took my temperature, you know, but it's just, it's something that like, uh, we just have to get used to, you know, Um, and we have to, you know, we have to go along with it because it's all a humanity here. We need to make play our part. And if we play our part, then hopefully we get back to normal a little bit quicker, you know? Yeah. I, the, I a hundred percent agree. It, it's here. It's, it's very hit or miss. Like I feel like a lot of our restrictions are, some of them are warranted. Some of them are just asinine out of control. Like, but I think the worst part is the people just the wide reactions of people. So for instance, I went to the store about a month or two ago and I have our, my mom, when the pandemic first started, she started making a bunch of masks before it became like everybody had to wear a mask. And she sent me one. She was like, Hey, I know it's not mandatory, but if it ever does become mandatory, you at least have one. I'm like, okay, whatever. So got it. And about two months ago, three months ago, when it became mandatory here in Texas that everybody wears a mask, I went to uh, the grocery store with this mask on and it was really bugging me because there's like this metal piece in the nose and it was digging into my nose and I was trying to fix it and I had to take it off. And this lady freaked out on me saying that I was going to be the reason that her and her family died because I didn't have my mask on. I was like, I'm literally trying to fix this mask so this little metal paperclip thing doesn't poke a hole mm. through my nose. And yeah, so it was... Yeah, that's ridiculous. 
it was insanity. But I think you see you see a lot of different reactions from different people in different ways, and I suppose like you know you can't you could you could say people certain people are overreacting as well. But I suppose they're concerned about their family as well, and maybe they don't just they know they don't know enough about it and they don't understand what you're trying to do as well so i'm sure there's reasoning behind it and like you know you kind of have to um i suppose see the good in in, in everything so that doesn't you know you, you know it's, it doesn't sound so bad when when people are saying things like that but yeah you see some pretty kind of bad reactions over here as well i think it's just different people behave different ways when things mm-hmm. happen and it's a it might be just a fearful time and a stressful time for people so they react in kind of unpredictable ways where normally they would uh, you know and not say something like that or be like that you know kind of like mm. I suppose we we all act a little differently when we get a bit stressed out now you know yeah and the, like the on the other opposite hand is when people that oppose the mask they get uncomfortably close to you like a lot closer than yeah. six feet and start breathing on you and stuff. It's like, in what normal society do yeah. you do this? Yeah, I've seen videos on social media. People like going to Walmart or anywhere else. They like um, they make up stuff that oh, there's a load. Like I can't, I don't have to put this. I think it just like just put your mask for five minutes, man, and go out. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen that videos. Yeah, even here in mm-hmm. Australia as well. Like we have we have stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So is um, I feel like the all the brush fires that happened early on this year got kind of pushed under the rug. Did all that? Has that all that kind of subsided now that like winter has come and gone? And I think I, I think it, it it has. I don't I don't think it'll be forgotten about because of the I think the cost on the economy economy and the um and the the loss of you know, people's properties and things like that. So I always think it's going to be, it, it's less in the media these days, like, mm-hmm. but I, I'm sure it's going to be part of their budget in the government because of the amount of money it actually costs the, the whole country and that, you know, so I don't think it's forgotten about. If anything, I think coming into summer now, mm-hmm. um, obviously we're coming into summer now and things are getting hotter. I think they're, um, they're taking a lot more precautions um, it might not be in the media because of COVID and what have you, you know, that's taken center stage at the moment, but I've no doubt that there's, you know, there's a lot of talk in the background preparing so that we don't end up in the same position we did last year um, in that we didn't do the controlled fires and we didn't put the work in. And then what happened is things got out of control. And I think people, a lot more people appreciate the work that's done to prevent it's the preventative maintenance of, of, of you know of this kind of stuff that manages what happened and because that was like um not looked after as much last year for whatever reason um i think that's we ended up in that position and it got out of control you know and unfortunately it, it affected a lot of people you know yeah. yeah absolutely it's you know i i 100 agree um so as you're kind of building up towards the, just to kind of switch up the subject a little bit so we don't get 100% too political because, you know, yeah. <laughs> politics get a little divisive and what have you. But um, so as you're building up towards the release of the EP, um, have you talked about doing any like video projects for it? Like maybe a music video for uh, one of the singles or is that something you guys talked about? It, it is. It's something that it's funny you mentioned that actually because like we did we did want to do a music video for Demons, and um, uh, we had the idea of doing it in a costume shop, um, okay. you know, and and us all dressing up as demons in the band, and um, we 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 might do it if we manage to get the budget for it, and um, we might do it in the future. But yeah, we had this idea. It was going to be, um, you know, uh, it was going to be a costume shop. Um, you know, a, a, a kind of frantic mother would run in trying to get a costume for uh, for Halloween, mm-hmm. and she would bring our baby in, and um, in in the panic of trying to get the the sale and get the costume, she would run out without the baby, and then and then what would happen was the the costume shop would close, and the baby would be left in the in the middle, and then all the demons would come out, and we would be 
do this big demon dance and stuff like that. And actually for the three and a half minutes or the four minutes of the song, we would entertain the baby um, until the very, very end where, you know, the frantic mother comes back in just as, you know, at the end and grabs the baby um, and we all disappear away from sight, you know. Um, nice. But that was the idea, just to have a bit of fun yeah. with the song as well. Because Demons, though it's a heavy song, if you listen to the lyrics and listen to the story behind the song, it's actually kind of, it's kind of taken the piss out of the people that it's about as well and what have you. Because the background of the song was, um, Demons was wrote when um, we, we went to take stage on a venue one night and um, another band that were probably a bit, like bigger than us or like maybe um, around a, a little bit more kind of kind of treated us in a way that we were um not that they'd ever heard us before or anything like that but they thought that we were i suppose um maybe below them yeah. um and um we felt it was kind of like yeah it was kind of disrespectful because the one they'd never heard us play they'd never heard us meet our music but they said certain things and we what we felt was like I had a kind of a daydream that, you know, we just took the stage and we, we just turned all we all turned into demons and we played that song and it just blew them away. You know, kind of like, and um, that, that's basically the whole reason that demons came about, the actual song came about and what have you. Um, so yeah, it would be, our, our, our retaliation is like just to write, write the song we wanted to, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and, it's always inspiration comes from the most interesting places. I get, you know, it's very, very, very true. Yeah. Even the cir- the circles below the circles of hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you guys um, like you've, you've said a few different times on the, uh, on this podcast that uh, you want to hopefully eventually take the EP and turn it into a full length project. Have you already started writing for the full length project or you just going to get the EP out and then figure out the kind of the rest of it. I, I think we, I, I don't know if the guys agree, but I think we, I think we were on the way to having an album. Um, but I think we're still, we're still gonna, I think there's going to be some changes over the next year in terms of what all the new stuff that we're working on. So Tom, just, just so you know, like tonight when we go to rehearsals, we're not, we're not playing any of the songs that we normally play. We're actually working in, working on all new stuff, mm-hmm. um, new ideas, new riffs, new songs that we like, new ideas, like ideas that we wanted to get to. And part of that process is to, um, to finish the songs to the caliber that, that we want for an album. Um, so we don't know what the album's going to be, but we do know that when we lay it all out in front of ourselves, um, we're going to make that choice and, and choose what we feel is going to make the album. Um, I don't think there, I don't think we're writing anything like bad. That's, you know, I think anything that we're working on at the moment, we, we feel we, that could make the album, you know, but only time will tell with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you're mainly using your practices right now as writing sessions, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 We busk. We busk to, to, and we, you know, that's kind of like our rehearsals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's makes perfect sense. You know, it's busking using that as your practice. Like it. it, Yeah. That that just makes perfect sense because it's like the busking you could use as your practice sessions, but then. Why, yeah. why not just use your practice sessions? Because, I mean, you're practicing your songs anyways. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. That's the thing. That's true. But, exactly um, right. Yeah. Like, like we, we did it because, um, one, we're, rehe- we're, we're rehearsing. A, no better way to rehearse than in the streets in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because uh, if you make a mistake, you get really embarrassed. Eh? <laughs> and and um, if you make a mistake yeah, that works, you, get, you know. And, and you're getting, like, people support you as well. I mean they pay you know they give us some give us some money or buy a, a record or whatever like that and they're supporting us so like um it, it's a good it's a good way for us like to to kind of keep ourselves and then use the the rehearsal space when we do pay for ourselves tonight for instance to work on new stuff and and keep growing you know that's that's what it's all about it's it's, mm-hmm. it's about the band keeping on evolving we don't know where we'll be next year um but we do know that you know we're enjoying it we're enjoying the new music and we're excited about what's happening 
you know, we're excited to work on the songs tonight. I can't wait, you know, can I, because it's been too long to, to have them kind of shelved when you have the idea first and then you're using your rehearsals just to rehearse the same sets and what have you. I think it, it mixes things up this way and then it keeps up on, on us progressing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And especially in a time like this where you have to be a little bit more strategic when, when you guys get mm. together and practice or play you kind of have to use it as dual purposes essentially yeah that's it yeah yeah because like sure, time yeah, is sure. time is important these days you know can i like is um uh, yeah i think that to move the band forward we need to like it's it's like the decision process in the ep you know when nazos you need to commit to certain things and just focus on you know because we've got so much stuff as well if we were we would just spend all day rehearsing doing all the songs we need to choose and pick and choose what we work on and how we're going to, you know, how we're going to work on that as well in order to keep on moving the band forward. You know, it's a, it's kind of a daily kind of task just to choose what we do, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what keeps you guys motivated right now? Like obviously the pandemic's kind of a big downer, but what keeps you guys motivated? Now you go for it. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to to release the song to the EP and you know, like get the reviews, feedbacks, and um, either good or bad. It's like it's uh, that excites me a lot. You know, I wanna I wanna see like the the audience reaction to it. That's the, mm. that's that's my excitement. Nice. And also busk, busking as well. Like once because we just busked twice and. And uh, each time was more exciting than the other one. So it's kind mm. of exciting. Like it's very, uh, especially if after six, seven months and you're not playing, it's a, it's really, really exciting process. Yeah. It's for me, it's the reaction of people as well. Like, you know, whether it's the EP or whether we're playing a song and, you know, you just see the smile on someone's face or you feel a certain way and, and to be a little bit selfish as well. Like, I love when we play live um, and I just, it's the energy. It's the, that's what motivates me. And since we started getting back out and playing, whether it be in a street, in a train station, or we're, we're still playing, you know, um, and that's what's exciting me. I'm really excited to, to, to get some reviews as well and get the music out there for people to, to hear. But I'm as excited just to work on the new stuff just to get, you know, okay, that's the EP done. Let's move on to the next stuff until we have enough for the album and now it's the album because that's what we want to do. We want to we really, really, we wanted a good debut EP and we think we, we, we've done it. And I think now we want to, we want to, we want an amazing, great um, debut album. album. Yeah. Nice. Now, Nazo, is this the first EP you've produced solely by yourself or have you? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. EP, as EP, yes, this is the first time. I've, I've been, I've released before um, singles, a lot of singles, but mm -hmm. never EP. So this is my first EP, yeah. and the band's first EP. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I completely understand uh, Nazo, your interest as to get the EP out and get the feedback because you yeah, you have like yeah, the production exactly. element. Like everybody's heavily invested, but you know, just like the production element. Exactly. Of it, like mixing, get feedback on the mixing. That'd be. That's, that's, that's the reason. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. I think it's just, it, it's a big thing for Nazo from my point of view, it's a big thing for Nazo because being, being a producer, like, cause we're kind of, obviously the band, we're kind of self-sufficient in that, you know, we write our own stuff. We record it and we play it and we also produce it with Nazo being the producer. You're not going to wait. So, I think it's it's Nazo's stamp on who he is as a producer, or the start towards his experience as well. You're not gonna so like, yeah, I've no, I'm excited for Nazo as well because I'm really proud of the EP, but I'm also proud of what work has gone in. Like we couldn't do it without Nazo's experience and his motivation in in producing this record the way he has, and I think he puts his own mark on it as well. Part of our sound is Nazo's production as well you know can I like it's it, it, the whole thing comes together you know from four different parts of the world uh, being a yeah. band in what we do and then producing it in the way that Nazo does now we have the sound of the, the immigrants this is yeah. us 
you know vice versa as well vice versa like i couldn't produce i couldn't do all this stuff with during short amount of time or like during this uh, bad time the pandemic if they were the people because it was like it was really funny like one day i wake up i work on the drums um i hear something uh, that wrong from the recording or performance or any any microphone still i call lucas lucas i need you tonight to come we need to work on this one and straight away he comes same thing with darren you know like it was very easy i realized it's it's really easy to work with your own band members and friends rather than clients and i feel like you could you could do much better work first because you have more uh, reason than just making money or mm-hmm. uh, just uh, having fun you have yeah. actually it's your band second it's your friends your bandmates you know like you can tell them anything you know like yeah if darren uh, make a mistake you could straight away or oh, like that's that's mm-hmm. really bad i don't like it but for a client <laughs> yeah. you can say that you, 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 he does that. For a, he does that yeah yeah for a client they're like um look that was really nice but how about we try again just you know because there was a yeah. airplane outside catch up you know you yeah, have to yeah, you, sure you can't yeah, do yourself yeah. so yeah i've noticed that i am myself as a producer the most with these guys so it's um yeah thanks for yeah. for that yeah definitely yeah and uh, being with the producing with your band it also gives you a little bit of relief freedom it, yeah yeah it gives you freedom and a little bit of relief if say while you're recording you didn't catch something like say a dog barking or yes i'm just saying exactly and it's like very oh, true, it, it, it's not a big gut punch where it's like hey darren i need you to come mm-hmm. back there's a baby crying in the in the yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly that, Nazo's nephew has uh, made a, a good few cameos on our tracks, and <laughs> they're just hidden. The hidden tracks are hidden in the back in the background, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like you have to be listening on super good headphones. And, yeah, I'm yeah. saying, yeah, and definitely. Just pick up the slight little hint of a whimper. Yeah. I got you. But that's the thing as well. It's like, it's, I'm not saying you put all these sound effects in from babies or airplanes or anything like that, but it is good to have those like little nuances, those little kind of things that happen in the recordings that do happen at Nazo's studio and do happen at mine. And, and you know, and it, it brings character to the recordings as well. You're not going to like, and the thing is like, what I like about the, the recording process with Nazo and being in the band and what have you is that like, it's not, you know, it's not a big um, business thing. Like, it's like, you, the, the main thing is to get the performance and actually enjoy it and actually get the track that you want to get. And part of the recording process or the producing pro- process with, with Nazo, um, I think there's a, there's a case to say that, you know, it can be even more better or more important to record in a home studio or a more comfortable environment like a happiness studio because you feel more... Um, yourself and you don't feel so pressurized mm-hmm. um, so you can you can take the time to get the um, the take you want whereas if you go to a big studio you kind of there's just the invisible pressure that's around you from people who are working there and also the time limit that you have as well you've a, you've that hanging over you all the time so when you do it the way we did it and you take your time to do it I think there can be a better result so long as you, you know, you're very committed to making the decisions when you need to. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Dan. Is the plan to kind of keep yourself as self-sufficient as possible or is it like as you start to grow, do you hope to start to go into like studios and have somebody else kind of produce or is it always the idea to have kind of Nazo be the producer of all your music moving forward and remain as self-sufficient as possible i guess with production um i don't know about the boy that i would love to stay involved with the production but maybe in the future we'll have more hand with them for example recording process okay. or a mixing yes. process um uh, you know that's way you will because in the future i'm assuming we won't ha- i won't have as much this time as uh, now uh, during the pandemic to work in the performance arrangement production mixing um it'll be it'll be good to kind of uh, give this a small jobs like 
um, the recording or mixing on to different people, but at the same time with, with us the whole band and with the production as well. Like uh, it's it's not only me that worked in the project. Like mainly I've recorded and mixed and things. But the decisions that we made, ninety um, percent of it is the whole band. Uh, you know, like we, I, everything I've made, it's like first I I send it to the, the boys. I get their green light, you know. Some things I told them, just trust me. But in general, I always get their approval. So it's it's important. Uh, so that's, I, I, I really think we should keep that as long as we can. Mm-hmm. So if we have a producer, like a, a full-time producer working on the band, I don't think we're going to get to do that as much as we could do now. So mm-hmm. I reckon main thing, we should keep that more than me being the producer. It's just yeah. us being involved in the yeah. production. Yeah. I got you. I think with, with, with Nazo, the way Nazo was explaining that as well is like, I think if we can hold on to it long enough that we develop our sound to any producer will know what we sound like mm-hmm. and kind of know what we want to sound like, you know, because right? exactly. we've done the work, we've done the work in the background. We, we've put out enough tracks for people to know that's the immigrants, you know? So the producer, though they can be experimental and they can put their mark on it, but they don't change the foundation of who we are, you know, yeah, kind of way. Exactly. If we didn't have yeah. a sound and we went to a producer, we could sound like anything, you know? Um, yeah. but, but if we have that kind of basis beforehand, they, they won't change or I won't get enough room to change it too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And you'll have, you'll have kind of like, I don't want to say a template, but like a, a nice yeah. sampling of like, hey. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Exactly. That's the people. It helps you communicate at least. At least it helps you communicate. Like, no, we like vocals have this much reverb on it, or you know, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And I I guess producers, producers will know whether they want to work with us or not, because there's going to be certain producers that will suit our sound, and then there's certain producers that might not. You know. And I suppose we if we have that basis, we'll attract certain producers or the record label, we'll attract hopefully certain record labels because certain record labels have certain types of bands. They keep 90% of a certain genre or what have you. And so we'll work with their producers who kind of work with the same genre and that, you know, hopefully, I mean, I really want Nazo to be always in the, the production because then it's kind of a, it keeps the, the decision certain mount in the band as well that we don't want people just to make our us sound a certain way and what have you because that can happen i think production can change a lot and um, so we, we want to sound like the immigrants we want to sound like the immigrants all along wherever we want to go in the future you know so i think we'll we'll stick nazo's head in there all the time just to double check some stuff yeah absolutely, absolutely. um so i don't want to take up too much more of your time because it is Sunday. No, for us. It is, what's that? I said, no, no, we're like, thanks for having us. This is like, we're just glad to be here. Thanks for giving us the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You guys are always welcome to come back on. You know, uh, you guys were on early on when we started doing the live, the, the virtual podcast, because before everything had to be in person, mm-hmm. everything was nope, face to face. And then somebody was like, hey, dummy, there's this thing called Zoom use it don't be, yeah. don't be ridiculous. <laughs> i'm like okay and then yeah it, the the tidal wave kind of came crashing yeah. in. so and you can see then, you've uh, you, i mean live and amplified have evolved as well like i mean you've gone from you know doing your face to faces to being online to your new branding we've and we've seen that the whole way it was <laughs> quite exciting to see like your own like your journey as well and <laughs> we were kind of a little bit a part of that as well. Like we thought it was quite cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The video that you prepared and um, that on the social media, it was really great video. It was, yeah, Yeah. we really loved it. And without, I watched it first without knowing there's, and we are part of it. Uh, We have a song in it, but then Darren told me, yeah, that's the video when Tom played the run in it. I was like, what? Really? That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great video, man. Oh, I appreciate it. And to be honest, um, Tom, that, that, that gave us an insight as well. Me personally, when I seen the video, I felt I, like I knew you a little bit better as well. You know, obviously knowing you from, you know, our conversations back and forth and doing the first live stream and 
but then when you did that video it, it was it was a really nice insight um, inspiring into as well. it was inspiring very, very inspiring yeah. thank you very much you know it's the, as bad as the pandemic has been it's done a lot of good for live and amplified because before it was in-person interviews and live videos that's all we did and now we still want to do the live videos and we do like we still have a bank of stuff that we've recorded last year that we can still that we're still trickling out but obviously we don't know how long the pandemic's going to be so we don't want to like throw everything out at once you know um yeah so like the podcasts are really keeping us afloat right now and that video that I did, when did I do? Was that back in August? All right. Yeah, I think no, so. July. Yeah, I think it was yeah, July. It was July or August. And that just opened us up to a whole bunch of new people that never knew who we were or what we did. And it's like, I like, I didn't even want to be the main focus of that story, but it kind of had to be because I am. I, I just gonna kill me when I say this, but I'm pretty am, much M live and amplified, so it's like okay, that's me. That's great, yeah. No, I'm just really appreciate you guys for uh, sticking through. I know we were supposed to do this last week, or yeah, last week, and yeah, I I, I didn't wake up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I woke up. I woke up. It, it, the, that was crazy. That was the first time it wasn't our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, is I just woke up out of like, oh, crap, did I oversleep? And then I look out my window and it's still pitch black dark outside. And I'm like, no, it, there's sun usually coming up right around six o'clock. So I didn't oversleep. <laughs> and then I get up to go to the bathroom and I look at my phone and I see a message from Darren. I'm like. Shit, I overslept. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. No, nah, it was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't that big of an inconvenience for us. Like you know, maybe it's, so it, it's all good. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for jumping on. Uh, where can everybody find you? Find you online. Where can they find new music when it drops? You know, all that fun mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be great if everybody can. Um, everybody listen. If you're interested in the, in the band, obviously the immigrants. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, um, and also our website. It's just the, uh, the Immigrants Music. So whether it's .com, the Immigrants Music at the Facebook and, and also um, Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify. We've got a couple of tracks on Spotify um, with the EP dropping on the 25th. But you can get the pre-release from, from iTunes, I think, in about six days from now. So if you want to, uh, you can, you can support the band there as well, but yeah, follow us. Um, we've plenty of social media coming up with the, with the release plan and that. And yeah, we'll be creating Facebook events for all our busking as well. So people can follow the events and see where we're going and see where we'll be at what time and, and what have you. And um, yeah, like, so yeah, if you want to follow the band, that's, that's the way to do it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Everybody go follow them. They're, the new EP is amazing. I'm going to just say it. Um, Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. I, I, I'm, I'm not being biased at all. It is really, really good. Um, so, um, But once again, thank you all so much for jumping on. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys later. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. All right. All right.